0: Welcome to this week's edition of the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Gavin Berry and today I'm joined by the Daily Records' Andy Newport and chief football writer of the Sunday Mail, Scott McDermott. I'm also delighted to say that with us today is Peter McDonald, who I'm sure is well known to most Rangers fans. Peter, affectionately known as Pizo, was one of the most prolific strikers in Scotland at youth team level after coming through the ranks at Ibrooks. He left his boyhood heroes and joined St Johnston, where he spent a decade and it spells at Morton, Dundee, Clyde, East Stirling and Stirling Albion. After hanging up his boots, he returned to Ibrooks as a coach, working with youngsters such as Nathan Patterson, who's just moved on to Everton in a big money deal. But a change of career followed, and Peter is now working as a representative for one of the leading football agencies, CAA Base. First of all, Peter, has quite an introduction. You've had a busy, busy old life. How are you this morning?
1: I'm good. I'm good, obviously, after the catastrophe this morning. I'm starting to mellow out, and I've got coffee in hand.
0: Good stuff. So the January transfer window's in full swing. Just bring us up to date. How hectic has it been for you as an agent? You know, jetting around the place. Is does it, it all go for you at the moment? It's it's all go, but it's sort of pre-planned
1: in uh, December. So for your, for your upcoming window, you do all your majority of your work in the December, if you get me.
0: Because mm-hmm. you're prepping
1: for January. Uh-huh. So for possible possible options or whatever. Uh, you might you obviously work on behalf of your players. For us, there's a lot going out on loan. So we want to get our boys out on loan and we'll mm-hmm. work in conjunction with the club. Mm-hmm. You know, regarding that loan. Or it might be a move. So if someone's not playing regularly, then we need to think, Okay, the boy wants to move, we need to speak to the club. What options can we get him, you know,
2: yeah.
1: for for January for the move? It's more anticipate. Right on react If you get me. right,
0: well, yeah. So maybe in December you'll sit down with all your clients and have a lesson. Say, right, X wants to go on loan. X would rather find a new club. You're doing all that, and then so you yes. just hit the ground running. Yeah. Well, I mean, I noticed on social media the other day there was a photo of you and a, a beaming Leon King signing a new deal at Rangers. I mean, how much satisfaction do you take? You know, when you've been personally involved in a young player, getting a contract like that, getting a new deal, especially at a club like Rangers that you know so well?
1: Well, it's great for, it's, it's great for the club and great for the boy. Uh, I've got a long relationship with Leon. Uh, first of all, we're, we're both from Pollock in Glasgow, so right. we're, 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 as you probably say, scheme boys. Uh, <laughs> he played for the Boys Club growing up, same team as me growing up. Uh, and then, obviously, I coached him at, at Money Park for five years. Uh, it, it's, it's great and it's, it, it's thoroughly deserved, you know. Uh, now it's up to Leon. Leon signed that deal. It's up to him to go and kick on and prove that he's, he, he's good enough for Rangers' first team.
0: Yeah, well, I noticed that Giovanni Van Bronkers yesterday throwing down the gauntlet to youngsters and seeing Nathan Patterson is the example. And I, I don't know if he mentioned Leon King in name, but he was certainly referring to Leon and, and the likes of him. So. Um, the chance is there I suppose isn't it? If you're, if you're good enough the manager's going to give you an opportunity
1: Yeah I think it'd be all on end all if you're good enough you know a lot of people say oh, oh, uh, certain things about, about boys you not know, getting chances at the right time yeah you've got to be good enough but <clears throat> when is good enough? You know potential <laughs> you're never going to be the, best, the starting player that everybody else wants in the team You've mm-hmm. got the potential to be better than what's in front. And I think the opportunity's got to be given, but it's also got to be earned, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of kids think it should be given, you know, the, the, it's a given right to go and play first-team football, and that's not just at Rangers.
0: Yeah, I mean, you obviously played at Rangers, and as I said in the intro there, were a prolific goal scorer. I mean, you played in an era when it really was difficult for us to get a chance, because you played sort of tail-end, Smith. Start of advocate when there was money getting spent. I mean, how difficult was it for you? And how hard was it to leave after doing so well in, in the in the reserve level? Who was oh, in front of you? The, the who was, in front, who was in front of you, for example?
1: You've got you had Mikey run Ronald the Peter mm-hmm. Lovenkrin's, the name goes on, Tori Andrew Flo, mm-hmm. uh, You know, there's a lot of good young boys coming through as well.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh, That
1: was probably the the, the most difficult decision in in my career at that time. Do I stay? Because I was off to a new two-year with Dick. As it took me, I was 22. Hadn't played first team at 22. So at at 20, I I thought my time was up. I thought, you know what, I'm going to have to move on, get first team football somewhere. And uh, I've no regrets in, in doing what I did. Uh, the only thing is, like, three months later, Dick went upstairs. Big Alec came in. and The money sort of went a bit, and they were starting to play players who I would have been in front of
0: All <laughs> at right.
1: that time. Oh. So, but listen, no, there's no regrets in it. Yeah. At that time, it was a super team with super money.
0: Well, how close were you to the first team? Was there an occasion when you almost got on an injury, or you must be on the bench?
1: No, I never, I never made the bench. No, that's. Because end
0: because I remember one time at the end of one of Dick Advocate seasons when the league was won by quite a lot. I remember there was a game at Command when a lot of youngsters got a game. Am I right in saying it? I thought maybe you'd been Yeah, Jimmy bench. Gibson and that played. Yeah. Jimmy Gibson. There was a few got run outs I thought you might have been on the bench that day, but no, not even no. you know. And and he, yeah, he still offered you a two-year deal, which must have been quite, quite good.
1: Uh, well, obviously it was. I but I, I sort of I earned it. I, I played really well. Won the twenty-one's league. That mm-hmm. year finished top goal scorer, uh, you know, so it was sort of half earned. And I don't think they were going to let their top goal scorer go in the, the uh, 21s go on a free.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, we often a two year contract, it still covers them mm-hmm. for yeah. two years in case I do really kick on. Yeah, but if you free me and I kick on, then people are asking questions why is uh, why would she let go? Or you know, just be it just being on end, up wasn't good enough to get in the first team week in, week out at
3: that time, and that's that's fact, so yeah. Uh, P- Pizzo Andy here is, is that in your new job as, a, as an agent is that one of the biggest aspects is in terms of how you react with players and how you deal with players is just managing their expectations I mean they'll come to, you know first teams and expect to hit the ground running expect to play every week and you know men's football is not like that is that is that one of the biggest parts of your job is just to manage their expectations or disappointments when they're not getting opportunities they maybe feel I I that's that, that's part of it, but
1: there's a lot of uh, this generation, and I'll use my words sparingly here, put it that way. Uh, there's a big sense of entitlement. A lot of the boys are entitled to things. They think they're entitled to it, you know. which is wrong. But we, but we're creating that. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes back 10 year, 15 year. We're creating it, and now this generation thinks it should be everything should be given to them, you know. And you turn up to a tournament, a 12 team tournament. Everybody everything gets a medal. It should be work. There's winners and losers in everything you do, you know. And and sooner we learned that is that was that was the way it was with me. People say, "Oh, you're old school." I'm, not, I'm forty-one. I'm not old school. I can I started off old school, twenty-two, and then new school came in. But I, I was drilled right in the right manner by John Brown and John McGregor and Walter and Archie, that you had to win for things, you had to fight for things. And now I think it's the biggest change over the last fifteen year and kids last ten year, where. They all think that they should be playing first-team football after one season in the 18s. You know, it's it's ridiculous, and you, that's part of the job where we've got to manage the expectations. But also be truthful with them, you know, and, and ruthless in a way where, you know, no, that's no what's happening. You've not been good enough, you know. I'm I go to I've got a lot of the boys' games, and I'll comment on their performances in a truthful way. What do you think? And I think a lot of the kids know when they've played well, and a lot of the kids know when they've played. You know, had a bad game, they don't need told, but there's some of them that really need told that they're miles off it and their, their expectations are miles off it as well. Uh, but a lot of the problems are like I said before starting 10 years early and it comes to 18, 19, 20 that it that causes the problem.
3: We were talking off air just before you came, you came on the chat, uh, Pizzo. That you know, if you look back 15, 20 years, I mean, when was the last time? Scotland, or or Rangers or Celtic, produced a homegrown striker that really went on to establish themselves. I mean, we can't really think of one in the last sort of 15, 20 years. What do you think is is the reason for that? Why do you think at the top end of the pitch it's so hard to develop players at the old firm?
1: I genuinely don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think, as a striker, you've always got a better chance of, of breaking through if you get on the bench, if you understand. Because you're always more likely to get on if your team's getting beat you're chasing the game the manager will throw you on where defenders are limited uh, full backs potentially get on but, but centre backs very very rarely unless you're 5 or 6 and all up. Uh I think if you've got a wee glimmer of hope at Rangers Celtic whatever as a striker and you've got on the bench and the opportunity comes you need to take that opportunity you know it, it might only be 2 or 3 times But the minutes might accumulate to 30 minutes but it's how you play in the 30 minutes or, or, or 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes that will catch the eye through training, uh, also along with training through the week.
2: Pizzo, Pizzo. What, what? see, you make it at Rangers, for a young boy, what's the difference in mentality that you need, maybe compared to other clubs? Do you try and speak to young players and say, look, as well as being a good player, you need to have this this mindset, this mentality, because it is... Rangers, do you think
1: it's different? It's different now aye, the standards have slipped from, from what was the era, with, with, with the shadow of, I think everybody knows that. You know, some of the things that happen now, would it have been stood for? Not a chance and, and kids getting away with things and it, it just wouldn't have happened. It would not have happened. You know, if you don't want to run about and give it your maximum, then you're shown the door. There was no ifs or buts or maybes. It was that you don't want to run, work hard for the team, Out. your ability's got you there. But the, the hard work is it should be a given, no matter what. And there's no one bigger in the club. That's That was always the, the way we were brought up.
2: See, see, just in terms of Leon King, I know Gareth's touched on it, but I remember asking uh, Brian Gilmer a few years ago, obviously when you worked to him at, at Murray Park, and saying, "No, if you had to pick one young player that you think is going to make it, no, just give me, give me one name." And this was about three or four years ago, and he said, "Leon King." What, what is it about him, or what, what did you see at such an early age? And do you think he is ready now to make a step up? Is he going to be the one that, no, after Patterson, obviously, that goes in and, and really makes an impact?
1: Uh, I hope so. You know, Leon always played. He played a year up, then he started to play two year up from under 14s. He played 16s, and he was captain, best player. To be honest, uh, but people we kind of get carried. He's a 17 year old boy at the moment. You know, he's physically developed in a way where you know he can handle sort of men's football to a certain extent. Uh, it's just how how he's how his progression and path pathways led. You know, I think he's got all the ability in the world, the attributes in the world, but it's just, we need to see how he's guided now, you know, a lot along the way. But it's has got a lot to do with him as well. You know, does he want to be the fittest he wants to be? Does he want to be the, the quickest, the sharpest, the strongest? They The hours in the gym, you know, that's, that's what they're, they're there for. You know, you kind of just wake up one morning and it's all there. He's got to put a dedication in, be ruthless, be selfish. And, and, and crack on because that's what others have done, done before him and look what happened to young Nathan, he's, he, he wasn't a first-team regular but he's shown enough in the period of time to earn his move, you know, it's just I think it's just unfortunate Tav's numbers were through the roof uh, and you can't really take a Tav out of the team, let's be honest, you can't and it's unfortunate for Nathan that's happened but he's earned his move and a good bit of business for Rangers.
3: Peter, I was, I was looking at the the pictures of uh, when the team got the trophy against uh, Aberdeen the last day of the last season, and and Leon's right amongst that. It was on the, the bench that day. He's, he's up on the stage when they get the trophy. I mean, just how much will being involved in something like that have fired up his desire to, to get to get a bigger sample, uh, get a further further samples, of something like
1: that? I think that's that's a wee taster. Obviously, you know. Uh... Again, we're not getting carried away. Leon's no played a lot of football, but he is still 17 year old. You know, for him getting that wee taste should drive him on. If it was for me, it would drive me on to get more. I would want that every season. I would want to train with the first team every day. What she's doing now, you know, then I would want minutes. You know, it's all right training with the first team, but you need minutes to get experience. You need exposed. What would, you know, what, would what would benefit him more
2: than? Piso now at 17, staying and training with Rangers first team every day or going out to a uh, Stirling Albion or uh, somewhere like that and, and playing every week? It's,
1: it's difficult. I, I think if you're going to be a Rangers first team player, you know, I think Leon's age, he's got to be higher than League 2 and League 1. I think you need to get into the championship, minimal, yep. uh, and get through about, to be honest. You know, nippy striker getting about him, smart, intelligent something he's no use to in the B team and the Lone League, can not disrespect the Lone League it's a poor standard, they're playing it at 39 it's very very poor uh, it's men's football right enough which is good for some some players but for others it's not good enough, the standard isn't good enough, they're not getting tested uh, and I think, I, I went to one of Leon's games, the biggest test he got was against United and they beat 4-0, but it wasn't a 4-0 game down in the cup Rangers were very good, but wee bits of magic for the striker, wee bit short movements in short then behind. And Leon had to come up against that before in a bit of a game. Do you know what I mean? And I say to him, you get done there after the game, but I said, Oh aye. I said, but that's half an hour. I'd rather you go to that and get battered 4 0 than go to one eight nil. For your development you need challenged I think it was Moffat it was up front maybe. You know right. he's strong, he's, he's intelligent Mick, uh, Mick Moffat. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was a good it was a good learning experience for him.
0: You spoke about standards having slipped, you know, like, you know, you played under John Brown and John McGregor and all that. And it was very, I mean, you talk about old school uh, and you see those things that go on that, you know, Walter wouldn't have stood for. Is that not just in football generally that that's changing? Yeah. Uh, it's everywhere. Yeah, def-
1: definitely. It's a sense of entitlement, Gav.
0: Yeah, but it hasn't stopped Rangers producing somebody like Nathan Patterson. Is it, is it not just a different way of doing it now or...? It doesn't necessarily mean you don't produce players because of that, or does it? No,
1: no, but if you look at it, when was the last one before Nathan?
0: Yeah, probably going out way back, but I suppose Ballin then there Hottie. was.
1: Ballin Ballin yeah,
0: but obviously Rangers did have that period of, you know, I mean, if you look across at Celtic, I mean, they have produced, you know, they have brought, you know, guys through, like Kiern Tierney, and I mean, there have been modern day yeah. players that have changed. Is it, is it not just a different attitude? Is it not about, Do clubs need to adapt to the players now having that kind of, you know, knowing that throwing boots around and things like that and dressing rooms and teacups doesn't work anymore? Is it clubs adapting to players? Or do you still feel young players should adapt to the old ways that you had?
1: No, I I think there's no place in in, in football for old school, to be honest, as in throwing boots and hampers Mm. off the walls and all that. But there's there's got to be discipline. There's got to be a line. That's the point I'm talking about, you know. Yeah. You can tell a kid in those certain terms. You can scream the ball at him, which for me isn't, isn't right. But you mm-hmm. can speak to him and you can act in what you implement to him. He's got to mm-hmm. implement certain things. You you can act on it if he steps over the line.
2: Yeah,
1: And it's like one chance. You know the rules. Catch you. That's the more bit I'm talking about. Know the the old Tampa stuff now.
0: But you felt that dropped a bit then? You just felt, sorry, uh, is it it getting back? Is the discipline coming back a bit more
1: now? No, I I, I generally think we're we're coming to the the forefront of everything now. It's where where the last 10 years built up now because the kids are getting to 18 to 20 Mm -hmm. told that everything's great. They've never had a bad game. And that's all academies. You know, oh, again, I said, We've got a, a, a 20 team tournament and 20 teams get a trophy you No, know, mm-hmm. oh, great mum and dad no, it's no great mum and dad you know mm-hmm. you played seven games you beat six and drew one but you got a trophy you got the road with it yeah. it's, it's it's no right it's a, <laughs> come back tomorrow come back come on, we're playing the friendship games tomorrow for me yeah. it, you, you need, you need to, there's winners and losers I go for a job in coaching somebody gets it I've lost that job it's, I don't get entitled to it a job, you know, think mm-hmm. I should go anywhere. And, and same with using in, in the, the industry, you go for a job or a promotion, somebody yeah. gets it before you, you've no you've lost out in the job. You yeah. don't get a part in the bank and say, Oh, unlucky they're there
0: are a job. What you were saying earlier—it's actually similar to—I think Gordon Strachan made a very similar point to what you were saying when he was when he was Scotland manager and he was trying to change it all. And I think he said much of what you're saying. You know, we, we 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 pander too much to you know. It's all you know rather than focusing on the good ones and making the elite better, we're always trying to just uh, you know just pander to all, all the kind of average players and everything's great. I, I think it's very similar to what you're seeing now. Yeah, play,
1: play, uh, parents are a big problem. Mm-hmm. Parents are a massive problem in the game, Ma- just, I, and I mean massive.
0: Just wanting the best, just wanting, uh, just always believing their their son and should be playing that kind of thing. Yeah,
1: and in, in a way, sort of half deluded, mm-hmm. but because it's their kid, yeah.
0: you know,
1: they don't see everything else. It becomes an issue, and you know, all oh, right, so and so's mum and dad are mourning. Let's start him this weekend. So, you yeah. keep, keep happy, that sort of thing, you know. Uh, that happens all the way through academies, mm-hmm. uh, up and down the country, and I'm mm. Scotland.
0: Yeah, do you feel, uh, I mean, obviously, you are still quite young, but do you feel like having uh, been at Highbrooks when, like, your Water Smith, you know, when Walter Smith was there and Archie Knox and John Brown McGregor, do, do you think that helps you in a way when you're dealing with guys like Leon King or any other player that you've got? Do you think that's quite good because you've still got that wee bit and you can? You know, you can make sure that they don't let their head go in the clouds, and you can keep their feet in the ground. Do you use Hi, that? Oh, I, I work.
1: Well, my boss up here is Elliot Fillingham, who's a, a senior agent in Earth Company. Uh-huh. Uh, Elliot's twenty-nine year old, young business uh-huh. side of things.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, I'm the sort of football side of things. Right, and I sort of lead on that. But Elliot's no, Elliot's one of the best I've seen, mm-hmm. uh, and I never realised how good Elliot was until I joined the agency. Mm-hmm. You know, because that agents through my career, and none of them were as good as Elliot following him. And Elliot's twenty nine year old. He's been doing it for ten years since he was nineteen. Mm-hmm. worked with the likes of John Viola uh, set up his own company with Des McEwen and then left. And he, he, he's number of top agencies wanting him, and he chose Base. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, we we as a company uh, work together very closely. And yeah. if it's the football side of things, like you're saying, Gav, yeah. I'll tend to more speak about. You know, yeah. the football side of things to him and the business side, Elliot tends to lead yeah. on
0: that. He would deal with the numbers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You, well, so we'll, you. well
1: speak about the numbers, but because yeah. me coming from the football side, I, I sort of knew what sort of would like my contract, for example. And Elliot <laughs> it takes it to new levels, you know, we mm-hmm. we certainly be things he puts in, but she's I never I would never thought of as a player doing yeah. main contracts at the tail end of my career.
0: Did you have an agent when you were coming through as a young player?
1: Yeah, I had, uh, I had John Viola, who right. was like, you Mr. Big back then, because Johnny was Barry Ferguson and yeah. Craig Moore, and Chris Sutton, Sutton and, yeah, and, yeah. and all of them, and at 16, with we, we Johnny having Charlie Muller that, he was getting the best info, who was the best 16-year-olds coming through,
0: yeah. and it was
1: me and Bob Malcolm, they said. Right. So me and Bob Malcolm went on board with, with John Viola. Yeah.
0: Did you have him throughout moved. Your Sorry? Did you have him throughout your career?
1: No, no. Johnny moved, just as Fergie went to Blackburn, Johnny moved to Dubai. And, and uh, I sort of, I left, Johnny, your agent's in Dubai. You can't really
0: mm-hmm. have an
1: agent in Dubai. Uh, so then I moved on and I sort of just floated about agents. I never really signed with anyone. Uh, it was always a, which I, I wish I never, was uh, if you get me the club, you can do the deal sort of thing. Right. Uh, but and it didn't really work because then you've got four or five people put you in the same club and you're sort of I was gonna say certain words here, but I can't you're sort of touting yourself to every single club and there's agents touting you to every club. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: You know? So so did you
0: learn did you learn from things that happened in your career that now you think, right, okay, well I can make sure I give these guy young boys, the best advice because I would liked... You know, did you make a wrong move or maybe get a get a bad deal that you thought you look back on now and say, I want to make sure that doesn't happen?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm all things. Uh, mm-hmm. no just in the bad deals, but also in the football front of things. You know, how, how did I live my life? How, uh, could I did better? hundred percent. Right. You know, my diet. Kids no, have no excuse now. We'd no sports scientists back then. Your diet is everything. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, what you are, what you eat is... You no, know, I wish I had a better physique. Mm-hmm. Just add, the wee, the be things all add up, and I can, I can sort of preach because I've loved it. And I I want the kids make the same moves. The finances yeah. as well. You know, I was on good money through my career, for, better than your average man working man's money. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But I never really sort of saved. I was twenty-seven. You know, mm-hmm. I did the things. I had a flat and all that things like that, but not properly. You know, should I yeah. save more? Yes, yeah. but luckily I got to 27 and I got a grip of it and I saved till I was well, still continuing to save but 39 when I retired.
0: Yeah, you know, but you, but you would want Leon King starting 10 years earlier doing the things that you did at 27. You want these boys doing it at 17 and 18 now 100%. Saving, yep. saving, diet, diet,
3: all that. Stuff. Yeah, I suppose it's about it's about investing in yourself as a player and as a as a person. I mean, it's that that's the sort of mindset you need these young guys to sort of tune into.
1: Andy, you look at the young boys coming through in the Premiership in England. <clears throat> you talk to me about their physique at eighteen compared to the Scottish kids' physiques. You must see it. Yeah. You know, you tell them, that doesn't happen overnight. That's a sheer dedication. Even if they don't make it at of Premier League clubs, you know they still got a physique and a they they sort of got a way of working from being fifteen or sixteen year old, and they go full time, and that doesn't leave them because it's it's battered into them, you know. And the ones who don't have that physique, and that you tend to slide away. The dedica- dedication dedication is not there.
3: Is, is that, <laughs> a filter, is that a filter change we need up here? Starting from Sorry? The- a culture change in terms of the, the young players, they need to, they need, even though they're 15, 16, they need to start thinking like senior pros for 15, 16.
1: Yeah, it's culture, it's, it's, it's the environment, you know, and also I understand the premiership's got a lot more money, you know, and they can have three or four sports scientists to a youth team and, and things like that, whereas up here it's only one between maybe two squads, but at the end of the day you can get a, you, the, you can go and get a plan from the sports scientist and you can implement that plan away for the pitch it's done to you, At the end of the day, if you go and get a plan, implement it, six-week plan, like, okay, I've done this, what can I do now, right, okay, this is your next six-week plan, it's up to you, implement it, you know, you don't need a sports scientist over your shoulder every single day, this probably happens down the road, but you can still implement it if you choose to implement it. Has is
2: there, is there been anything that surprised you, or shocked you, out, No, since doing the agency stuff, Pizzo, I mean, you're talking about parents and Kids' attitudes and all that. I mean, without naming names, has there been any kind of situation you've been in as an agent where kids like, demanded money or parents have demanded this and you've thought, wow, this is so far off it here, it's unbelievable?
1: There's a few, a few eye openers, mate, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's in that's any job. You, you go into something new and you see things that you just didn't really know. Uh, it's good me seeing another side of the game. It's still in the same game, but seeing how clubs work and how the other side of it works, which is, is good because I know the football side of things, you know, that's sort of ate and slept yeah. for, for 25 years.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: now seeing this other side of the game has my eyes to how clubs work and the recruitment departments and things like that. So it's, it is an eye opener. That is, mm-hmm. but some of it's good and some of it's very, uh, very, very poor. But it's like in, in, in anything, they all, they all work differently.
0: You were obviously in the coaching young kids and all that. When a player hangs up his boots, that's what so many people want to do and that's the job. But what made you want to leave that and not pursue coaching and go into the agency? What what, what, what was the appeal? Well,
1: when I was at party at Thirsten when I got the opportunity to come to Rangers, I'd always wanted to be a first-team manager, coach. Mm-hmm. Never wanted to work with kids. So when I came into Rangers, it was 15s, but... I, I thought I would I would move up and, and work with older players I think that's where my strengths are
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: working with older players uh, you know you, when you work with kids you need to go right into detail and and, and it's credit to tell some of the coaches some of them are very good you know you need to strip everything back but I'd, I'd be on it was beyond that stage where I didn't want to do that mm-hmm. and it was no that I, I don't, didn't think that was my strength I thought me being a man manager first team coach and implementing things at a senior level was where mm-hmm. my strengths lie uh, sorry lay Mm-hmm. Uh so i had five years in there and I knew I knew I was retiring, uh leaving so I knew I knew that before COVID hit, I was I decided to make the decision and leave. There was no full time jobs going to football. If there was, they were paid a pittance, to be honest. Uh and I don't mean a pittance but for all the hours you do, which mm-hmm. I've no issue doing the hours I did that anyway. That was my life. But you would want paid for it accordingly if you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I thought the, the opportunity to go to, to CAA base you know when I when I looked into the company and spoke to people I didn't realise that they were the biggest company sporting agency in the world and mm-hmm. things like that it was just another level and it was sort of too good an opportunity to, to take but mm-hmm. also financially you know I was securing uh, fi- f- finances for the foreseeable yeah. uh, you know that's, that's no saying if a, if a full time job came up uh, before I went to a joint base, I wouldn't have took it I mean, Yeah, right, right one, but I had to be financially right for, you know, you kind of take a job on where your your finances don't match what you need to go and pay, or whatever, yeah. uh, you know, all yeah. the mortgages
0: and things. We're mentioning Lee and King, but I mean, uh, uh, do you just assign certain players, does Elliot say to you, right, can you look after X, Y and Z, do you have a wee clutch that, that are your boys like on, and if so, who else have you got?
1: So we, we uh we work together. I work with all all Elliot's players, and Elliot works with all my players that I bring on now. Right. Uh, my, my job is sort of recruitment, as in getting the best up and coming talent coming through. Yeah. Because each year you need to do that. Mm-hmm. Each uh, each year you get your all sixes, or blah, you know, and so and so. And now this year will be all sevens. So I need to identify the best all sevens coming through.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I knew a lot of the best all fives and all sixes. Uh, I took on board a few. Took uh. Sorry, you hear me? Yeah,
0: that's on you go, yeah.
1: You've uh, taken out. I've took on board, uh, took on board uh, Rory Wilson, a uh, young Rory from Rangers, uh, who I coached for years and worked in a performance school with him. Uh, who else? I've took on boy, Daniel Cummins from Celtic, Scottish international striker as well, 16s, Lewis O'Donnell, international at United. Quite a lot of boys, you know, at that age and stage. And our company, when I first came in, you start going, oh, I'm going to go and do this, do that. But it's like, no, calm down. You know, walk before you can run. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only take, at that age and stage, the best of the best. You know, we, that's the way they've always worked. You know, can we get quality rather than quantity? Uh, so I try and take on maybe four four or five boys at each age group a year. Uh, and they've got to be, you know, maybe one or two each year. But they've got to be the best that I think. I get the best chance of making first-team football, and, and uh, we, we want to work with them, Gav, through mm-hmm. from 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 sixteen or 15 and a half, whatever age You can sign it, you know. You can sign your January, your fifteenth birthday. So uh, we want to work with them going all the way through their career, yeah. you know, to to become a manager. Then manage them, you know. So it's not just a quick fix. We want to work with them for, them for the, the full career. Then, if yeah. they become managers, take the next stage and the next step, uh, and and go through that with him as well.
0: In terms of the current, did you did you get to know Giovanni van Bronckhorst at all when you were at Ringo?
1: I played with Giovanni for a couple of years, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah I'm pretty sure he would remember me, aye. You know, it's, yeah. there's not many Pizos kicking about. No. <laughs> <laughs> is
0: that from <is>, <laughs> was back from injury or was it just in training or...?
1: No, I played a couple of games with Giovanni. I think at the tail end of the season where refused the new contract we played we beat Aberdeen 3-1 away to win the league uh, up there and the following week we were playing St Johnston away and the league was 1's that was the last game of the season and I was in the bench I was like what? because Ronald De Boer came back Peter Loverkins Giovanni played two guy played you know I think a lot played and I thought to myself if I've just had a good season there scored the goals last week to win the league 3-0 scored 2 what's the chance to me getting dropped for the 21's you get in the first game. That's That game made my mind up. Giovanni played that game. Played 45 and gave away a penalty. We won 3-1. No, come on, half time two. good so that's <laughs> we'll, leave, we'll leave that. that right? <laughs> and what, what
0: do you think of the job he's done so far?
1: It, he's, he's, he's changed it a wee bit for Stephen. He's implemented, you know, he's trying to isolate Ryan Kent wider. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: which, 1v1, Ryan Kent, 1v1, you fancy him all day, every day, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he's got a more a Cautious approach, I think. You know, when, when Dick was here, it was five attack, five defend, and I, I'm pretty sure that was similar to what Giovanni's doing as well. You know, you don't see the both full backs going all the way up as uh, Tav's going into the back post as much mm-hmm. you know, as what it was with Stephen. Uh, just yeah. wee tweaks in there, but you know, he started very well and, and uh, the look very assured. You know, getting, mm-hmm. the, getting into this window, uh, sorry, after went winter break.
0: Yeah, he's a you go,
1: Scott. Pizzo, how do you see the, the goalkeeping situation
2: developing? There's talk about the Rangers looking at different goalkeepers. Alan McGregor's coming up for 40. Being, I know you know Alan very well. How, how do you see that? How do you see that? Can I, you'll know Robbie McCrory as well, obviously, if he's you, been in there. How do you see that developing? Uh, I th- Scott,
1: for me, age is a number, right? Greece is- maybe sees but Griggs does in the morning he's stretching before everybody else he's stretching after training He's, he's ab work his core work everything you know you won't see him performances in the pitch but that happens this has just happened I would love to see Griggs play in a year right because I think he's top draw he's the best Rangers goalie of all time uh, people will say nah go but him but I'm, I'm looking at over a consistent number of years yeah you know Griggs has been outstanding absolutely outstanding uh for me, Ranger's number one of all time. And I'm not just saying that because he's one of my best mates. I'm saying that because as as a fan, I've seen him through the years. Uh, I'd love to see him, you know, continue. But, Willie, I don't know. No matter who Rangers bring in, he's, they're not going to be better than Al McGregor. Mm-hmm. So, at that, looking at that, from a fan's, a fan's point of view, is you're getting a lesser goalkeeper no matter what in summer. Yeah. Which, Which, you know, but who is it going to be? Did it promote young Robbie up? who, who did very well in the short period of time he was in? John McLaughlin, I think he's here at a contract this summer. Yeah. Yep. Did, did he sign John again? You know, it's either that. Or you. No matter what you're going to have to do, if you're going to get a goalie in, you're going to have to spend a few quid and get a top goalie.
0: Well, i have been linked with Benjamin Segrist from Dundee United. I don't know if you saw that yesterday. There was a, there was a report that he, um, I don't know if you've seen much of him,
1: yeah, I have seen him at United a few times and I've liked him. I've liked him. Was, I think he came through Villa. Is that right? Yeah, he uh, was at Villa. Goal. A boy. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I know the old Villa uh, goal area, uh, Mark Bunn, and He was telling us he's he's a very good goalie, six foot five, Swiss internationalist, twenty yeah. ones, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and he's got a six foot five presence. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, it's difficult, mate, because goalkeeping is not my speciality, and I'm pretty sure he's still yours, <laughs> but. The, whoever Rangers identifying as Cameron, he's never going to be as good as Alan. Yeah. But they need to get somebody to bridge the gap to be Rangers number one. No Rangers number two. Hmm. It's got to be number one because in, Cameron has got to be number one now.
0: Yeah. You look at um, just finally. I mean, uh, Van Bronckhorst was saying today that Celtic have made a lot of signings, but he, he seems not to be phased by the work that they are doing. With a six-point advantage just now, is he right? Would you be confident if you're, if you're a Rangers fan going into the second half of the season? Do they need more, or do you think they'll have enough to win the league?
1: I think we've got enough to win the league at, at the moment with the current squad. Uh, depending on what Celtic add, you know, they will add. And they've signed the three Japanese boys. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, And has known that market, and he's, he's always identified them as being good enough for Scottish football and for good enough to play for Celtic. Uh, You get them at a bargain, you know. If you look at the Kyogo he's been a bargain, Mm -hmm. hasn't he?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, You know, people probably question why we're getting a a Japanese striker in blah blah blah, but he's 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 been excellent. I I think the Rangers have got a good enough squad as it is to go and win the league as long as there's no injuries. Definitely. Uh, While they add, I I don't know, but I think if they're going to add, it's going to be a centre back, isn't it? Yeah. That's my view. I think they've got to add a centre-back, especially... I don't know what's happened with Connor if he's going to sign or not. Yeah. Uh, but I think you've, you've, you've well, got to add a centre-back.
0: Well, they've been linked to a couple, John Sutter and then uh, the Vitesse-Sarmem captain as well. So they're, all, they're obviously in the market for that. And look, Luke look also... S- Sutter's a good...
1: S- Sutter uh, is a very good player. Mm-hmm. Very, very good player. For me, a question... He's, he's ruptured to Achilles tendons.
0: Yeah,
1: oh, I know. Do you know what I mean? So... I. Is it a gamble? Yes, but people say, What's the odds of him doing it again? You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, it all depends to, to finances. Is it worth the finances, worth the gamble or not? Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I really, really rate him. I think he's done excellent to come back for the two injuries that he's did. He's obviously got a strong mentality as well, which you need to play for Rangers. Yeah,
0: brilliant. Well, Pazel, that was brilliant. Thanks very much for your time there. And good, good luck with the agency, and um, thanks for taking your time out.
1: Pleasure, guys. Thanks very much.